2: This little score right. I used to be. That's exciting?
3: Very exciting.
2: I'm trying to remember what was going on in the studio the last uh. time we had <laughs> Tiffany here because was it your so- was it the yeah. day of your sauna? We
4: were just discussing that, yeah. Oh, was it? That's yeah, awesome. It was the sauna day. And, and every time I we went out there to check on her, she was like, Are you sure? Because I think we were running a little long. She's like, I can I can come back.
3: I can like, are you sure you want me here on this day? I was sitting out in the lobby with like the owner of a gentleman's club and like my cardigan. I was like <laughs> Hello Oh,
2: speaking of owners of a gentleman's club, we would be remiss if we didn't tell you that there's a big super uh big game party on Sunday uh, at the dollhouse that our buddy Warren is throwing.
4: Oh, absolutely. From what I understand it's it's the hottest party in Tampa Bay. So it's not the, the girls will all be there hanging out, watching the, you know, the game with you, but they won't be dancing so you can focus Good. on the game. They're gonna have stadium food. And, you know, Warren uh, knows how to throw a party.
2: He does definitely do that. So uh, that's the dollhouse. Our very good friend Warren over there wanted to call that to your attention. Now, let's find out how you can experience the magic of Tiffany Jenkins live and in person at the Tampa Theater. What are you doing?
3: Yes, I am doing a live show tour, um, which is crazy. I can't comprehend that people want to buy tickets to see me. That's so cool. Yes, I'm so excited. So I'm going to be in Tampa on March 24th. Yep. Um, and a bunch of my... Friends are going to be coming. I have like three friends in life, and they're all coming. Good. Yeah, so it's going to be a good time.
2: And you, you just get up on stage, you talk about the things that you do on Juggling the Jenkins blog and uh, empower women.
3: Yes, yeah, so um, I'm glad we're bringing this up because my first two shows, people were very surprised slash horrified uh, because they thought I was a stand-up comic. Oh. And so when I started talking about all the weird stuff I used to do for drugs and like the really dark times, <laughs> right. they were like, what kind of show did you bring me to? Ah. Um, so yeah, so it's going to be inspiring and hopefully funny and there's going to be some um, audience interaction. And I'm just super excited. My goal was to be able to get face to face and breathe the same air as. My supporters, so I'm very grateful.
0: Uh how did you handle the first show when you oh went up God. there? Because it was it that was not here, that was somewhere up north, wasn't it?
3: Yes. My first show was in Wichita, Kansas, and I was terrified because sure. I, I have like crazy anxiety. And oh, yeah. so um I like I had all these crystals, I like had a <laughs> mantra, I was um like sniffing essential oil diffusers, like <laughs> I had to be completely alone before going out there. But once I was up on stage, it was fine. It was like I, I was with my people.
2: How many uh, people showed up at, to Wichita, Kansas, to see you?
3: Eight hundred. Oh really? my god! Yeah, that's, that's, like, a, that's like that's a- awesome. Yeah, I was shocked. I'm still so confused about everything that's happening. Uh, but-
0: uh, well, my question is, and I don't know if they asked you this last time, and I and I I've wanted to know for so long. When did this? When did this take off? When did you decide that you wanted to start putting up videos and and which one kind of took off and is the reason that, you know, all this is kind of happening for you?
3: Yeah. So it was two years ago and I made a video poking fun at mom of mom groups and Mm. the different kind of people you see on social media and people started sharing it in the mom groups and it just went crazy. And I think uh, it was like one of the first times people saw somebody being goofy and being themselves Um, And it made people kind of feel like they could be themselves as well. I started making videos with my hair looking crazy, no makeup. And people said, you know, thank you so much for putting your true self out there because it, it makes me feel better about who I am.
2: Right. I think a lot of people, not just moms, but a lot of people can see themselves in you. You have not led a perfect life, but you own up to what you've done in the past. And you try every day to learn from those mistakes and make yourself a better person, much like the people, I think, who would go see your live show and who follow you at Juggling the Jenkins.
3: Yes, absolutely. And I think that what it takes is all of us just being true to ourselves and sharing our truths for people to realize that they're not as crazy as they think. And it's okay to be who you are. And so my I I know I say it all the time, but my supporters truly are the greatest people because they're the most open minded, understanding and willing to love despite your past.
2: I think what I've discovered doing this show in the last year, especially with these guys, is the more we are honest about what we struggle with, the more we find how much other people struggle with and how they've been dying for a voice that breaks through the act like everything is okay, fake Mm. it till you make it mentality. It is 100% okay to not be okay all the time. Mm. And whether it's someone on the radio or a young lady's blog or stage show or an actor speaking out about depression, it's important to realize that we're all people and we all struggle with similar, if not the same stuff. It's how we get through those moments of darkness and weakness that determine the rest of our lives.
3: Absolutely. And generally on social media, everything looks perfect. So mm-hmm. you're comparing yourself. So when people who have a platform like us are like, hey, it's okay to wear the same pants two days in a row sure. and look you know, like a creature from the Black Lagoon. Once people see that, um, it allows them to feel okay with who they are. And none of us are perfect, like you said. And especially this day and age, like life goes so fast-paced and we have so much negativity at our fingertips. And so to be able to just take a break from that and just be yourself is huge.
2: You can get tickets to Tiffany Jenkins live It is Sunday March 24th and you can get them at Tampatheater.org. Uh, there are a limited number of VIP tickets that are available. It's a bargain for that price you get premium seating in the first five rows and an exclusive meet and greet with this very special young lady. But well,
0: when you have people reach out that uh, that you know have addiction issues or have mental illness or have anxiety do you, do you try to help them or do you try to you know, point them in the right direction of like a professional, even though you've been through those things.
3: At first, because I'm so empathetic, I have this side of me. I just want to save everybody and help everybody, but it was draining me. And so I created a resources link on my page with support groups and hotlines. And I kind of just like, let people know you're not alone. Check this out. Um, and I try to direct them um, to a place where they can realize that they're not alone. Cause there are so many resources for people with addiction, anxiety, depression. Um, and until you realize it, um, you feel alone. So there's so much out there.
2: Um, For people out there who don't struggle from mental illness and who have never had substance abuse issues and who think it's never going to happen to them. And then something comes along in their life where it falls into their lap. um, I'm not going to say too much, but Tiffany was a tremendous resource to me personally, because I had no experience dealing with any of the things that you've dealt with and that we've talked about. And I didn't know I had no idea who I could go to that would give me insight. And so I, uh, I messaged her and she messaged me right back and we had an incredibly productive uh, conversation. And uh, you are truly one of the most compassionate, open, honest, and supportive people I've, I've met in my entire life. And, mm. I, and I owe you a tremendous debt of gratitude.
3: Wow. Thank you so yeah. much. I, uh, I owe you the same for keeping me entertained all these years.
2: Well, they pay me for that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I put so much negativity out there for so long. It's the least I can do. This was given to me. So I'm happy to give back.
2: Why do you think, if you had to pinpoint something that made you turn to substances, what do you think, what, what was the trigger for you? Why, if you had to point to it, would uh, did you go down that road?
3: I think um, a lot of it had to do with negative self interest. Um, image and self-conscious conscience. Yeah. What, so when Conscious. You're, yeah, thank yeah. you. Words are hard. This is not the right place to mess up words either. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He'd be a real dick to go after you right now after that <laughs> whole thing. Oh, I would.
3: <laughs> um, but I just, I felt lost. I didn't know where I belonged and when I tried just one night to do a drug, just just to try it made me feel nothing for the first time and it was such an amazing feeling that I had right. never felt. I wasn't worrying, I wasn't stressing. It was nothing. And so I chased that. It woke something up inside of me that I never knew existed until I fed it.
2: Right. And so you you chased that and how long was it a period of time wise before you know you tried it to the time that you would have considered yourself an addict?
3: Oh, uh, Mentally, immediately, but physically it was a couple of weeks and I was feeling sick one day and my friend said, it's probably because you haven't done a pill today. You should get one. And I did. And I instantly felt better. All of the pain and everything that I've been experiencing was gone. And that was when I started doing them because I had to, not just because I wanted to. In order to not feel like I was dying, I had to have them. Right.
2: And how does that match up to the time period when you knew John at uh, Ruby Tuesdays? Was that, what you knew John before all that or you knew John in the midst of all this and he failed to see these warning signs and help you or what?
3: Um Yeah, it's his fault that- <laughs> Great job, John. <laughs> um, no, I was definitely um, on drugs during the time when I was waitressing. Every single penny that I made went to drugs. I was on the phone with my dealers before I even left the parking lot. And on days when I couldn't make enough to cover it, like I, I would steal because I knew that there was no way I could make it through the next day and to work the next day without something. I guess he just didn't realize it. Um, he but, was too
4: high himself. Yeah. <laughs>
3: that's. What, I wasn't going to say it. But I was such a good manipulator that, I mean, people who lived with me didn't realize it.
4: That's the thing is I, I don't think I have some radar to be able to, you know, sniff that situation out. Mm. And I knew that she was, at the time, we were all kind of in a party mode. You know how restaurants can be, everybody's kind oh, yeah. of partying. And maybe I knew that, but would have never thought, you know, when, when you use the word addict and you talk, you know, the, the way that you do it, I, I didn't see that at the time, obviously. But, you know, like you said, I was legitimately high myself. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. Trying to
2: trade Lady Antebellum CDs for, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, for yeah, weed. I, yeah, I do, I do. I'll remember the artist now. Hey, you know, it
4: was, it was a slow night that night, I guess. <laughs>
0: wait, wait did, you, did you try to buy the weed,
4: John, or who was buying yeah, the weed? she- You she bought she it from had, Tiffany or Tiffany bought it from you? No, she had the weed. Okay. <laughs> and then I had- uh some cds because i was working uh had an internship at a country radio station at the time so i was trying to utilize what i had
3: (laughs) Okay, but he didn't tell me this. <laughs> of course so not. So it wasn't until we were in the parking lot that he's like, hey, my bad. Here's some CDs. I was like, thank you. Wasn't it like a half
4: and half thing? Didn't I have like 10 bucks and the CDs or was it all CDs? No, it was just two CDs. Oh. You know
0: what, John? You know, because you're you're a handsome guy because you look like a young Jeff yeah. Goldblum, you pulled like the hot girl thing. It's like, oh, I don't have my money. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and
2: she just let it slide. It oh, yeah. worked. Is, Is there wasn't...
4: anything else I can do to work this up? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't like that. Uh-huh. I, she was just a friend helping another friend. You sure. Know? Mm-hmm. It's okay.
2: She was probably pinching out. Out of the bags yeah. anyway. If she's looking to make <laughs> yeah. drug money, then yes. how many bags did John buy that were not actually quite full strength?
3: Mm. All of them. I <laughs> pawned those CDs as soon as I
2: left. Uh, <laughs> Tiffany and Jenkins I, is here, uh, Juggling the Jenkins. It's her blog.
4: I remember her being like, like acting like she was excited about it. Like oh, yeah. all these years later we can find out not, nah, but at the time she was like, oh my God, I've been wanting this CD. Thank like, <laughs> you.
3: I feel like that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: so on
2: Juggling the Jenkins, I go to it even though I'm not a mom and I love it because you play every character yourself you embody these stereotypes that we have of working moms and and how to stay a sexual creature and a beautiful creature and all that. And (laughs) I know that you know... How many women that you're empowering by doing that? And that has to, at the end of the day, feel so incredible for you.
3: Oh, yeah. It's the thing that keeps me going. Because there are days where I'm like, this is too much. I was not ready. This is right. a lot of pressure. But these people are so supportive and loving and grateful that it it does. It keeps me going and it gives me purpose. After a life of no purpose, I finally feel like I have found why I'm still here.
2: That's awesome. What was rock bottom for you, Tiffany?
3: Um, rock bottom was being thrown in jail with around 20 felonies. Um, and my life crashing around me and everybody finding out the truth about the monster that I was. Wow.
2: And this is while you were married, right? Um, No, we okay. were dating.
3: Um, he was a police officer. Right,
2: I remember that part.
3: Yeah, um, and I did. I just, um, I did him really, really wrong for a long time.
2: And he's
0: still with you.
3: He, We're married now. No, I'm just kidding. No. That's not true. I don't know where you got that. Yeah. Oh. I haven't talked to him since the night of my arrest.
0: Oh, okay, good. All right. Oh, he, he's, on, he's on hold right now. He said,
3: <laughs> I would die. I haven't had um, an opportunity to apologize or make amends to him, and that is on my bucket list one day, but I never want to force it yeah, I was
2: going to say, once this tour uh, wraps up, then I think a couple tours down the road, you do the apology tour where it's just, you single out all the people that you feel like you did wrong. Oh and, then, and then and you, then you do like a segment on each one. Like, hey, here's some girl. I stole money out of her purse and I'm really sorry for you. Blah, blah, blah. And here's this guy and I screwed him over. It's a Tiffany Jenkins apology tour. That's genius. It's therapeutic yeah. and a way for you to make some money. Thank you. Yep, you should make money off of your therapy. No, I'm, I
3: know.
2: firm believer,
0: firm believer in it. Uh, Tiffany, I heard a story about you, so uh, oh. uh, I'm I'm guessing you're probably going to confirm this. and I I doubt this is anything you've ever talked about, but uh, I can tell just from what you said, you you felt badly about people you've had to steal from in the past. Mm -hmm. So I heard from a friend that, I don't know if it was somebody you used to work with, and I I believe you stole her purse one night when you were at your worst, and I think years later, she got something in the mail, and I think you ended up sending her... (gasps)
3: That's your friend? I
0: it was it's a friend of a friend and they after you were on the podcast with Phoebe, they told us a story that you ended up sending her $500 and apologizing for stealing her purse back in the day.
3: Yes. Wow. What? You remembered her name and everything? I stalked her on Facebook. I have goosebumps. I can't believe you knew that. Yeah, I know everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't mention it cuz I was, you know, I wasn't doing it for anything like that. It was just part of my amends. I felt terrible. I right. really did. It was a lot of money. That I took from her and I denied it and I got let go from the job and I still denied it. And I've, you know, I've made it like I was the victim. How could they do this? They've got the wrong person. And it felt, she was so kind when I sent the money, she said, I forgive you. And, um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe you knew that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It feels good to get that forgiveness though, doesn't it? Oh yeah. That was everything. Yeah. The, um, the thing about you that people can take away is, We want to vilify people who steal from us. We want to act like they do it out of malice. They do it out of sheer evil. Um, Addiction has a way of turning people into people that they are not. They can turn beautiful people into ugly people and really strong moral people into people who will steal from you. And I think if there's anything, you know, people listening now going, oh, druggies this, druggies that. uh, They, the addiction and the substance to which you are addicted will make you do things that are out of character for you. Mm. And if you can lift that veil of intoxication later and make amends, that's pretty much all you can ask for as a human being. That's um, what you're doing.
3: Yes, absolutely. And I try to do that as much as possible every day because, like I said, I did a lot of wrong things. And I understand the hatred that people have towards addicts. It makes complete sense. We rob from you. We steal. We lie. Um, and so it's the people with the soft hearts who are willing to look at us as people and give us a little bit of love during those times when we need it the most um, that – all it took was my dad, when I was in jail, telling me, I love you, you're worthy of love and I will always love you. I was ready to die before that. But once he said that, I was like, wow, you know, somebody cares about me so I can't let go just yet. And I took that little bit of hope that he gave me and I used it to fuel my journey into recovery. And so all it takes, I think, is the world to just, kind of soften up a little bit, not that we deserve sympathy or a pat on the back, but right. just understand we are still your brother, sister, child, you know, and there is hope for everybody who's addicted to something.
2: And that's very tough for people to get their heads around when they see their husbands, wives, daughters, sons, brothers, etc., engaging in activity that we find reprehensible. Mm-hmm. We have to remind ourselves that's not the person that we knew. That's their addiction that is fueling that. And- Showing someone kindness doesn't cost you anything. Right. It's only natural to feel irate when you're stolen from, uh, betrayed if you're cheated on, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But when you can look at the fact that there's a hurting person underneath that, most of us, I think, would want to help that person as opposed to push that person further down to the depths of their addiction. Right. What, um, is there anything you can say to an addict that will get them to get help uh, when they're not ready? Or is it just one of those things where an addict has to be ready to do it, and there's nothing anybody can do?
3: Um, I don't want to make a blanket statement, but for the most part, I think that it, this will be the you know the fight of your life. You have to change everything. And so, in order to be willing to do that, you have to want it. You can't do it because you know you need to. You can't do it because somebody's making you, um, because you have to become willing to do whatever it takes to live your life differently. So, there's not, you can't throw them in the trunk of your car and take them to rehab. You can't um, force them to. All you can do is love them from a distance if necessary. Um, And a lot of it took me hitting rock bottom and looking around and realizing that I had nothing to make the decision to fight with everything.
2: Yep. Tiffany Jenkins live. She hits the road next month. She'll be in San Antonio, Texas, Joliet, Illinois, St. Louis, Missouri, Phoenix, Arizona, The Plaza Live in Orlando, a great venue. Tampa on March 24th, Atlanta and Nashville after that.
0: Tiffany, when people come see you and they're sitting out there in the in the crowd, do you want them to shout out anything? Is there anything that really you know throws you off that you want people to kind of yell at you when you're on stage?
3: Um, no. Okay, not okay. at <laughs> all. all right. No, but they do it. <laughs> and what, what do
0: they want you to do? Like recreate their your their favorite YouTube video or something?
3: Um, they, they think that I'm going to dress up and do like character changes. But Mm -hmm. the thing is, is it's just me. So I can't put lipstick on then run backstage and come back out as my husband and then run back. So it's not the same.
2: Uh, and then afterwards, if people get the, uh, the VIP package, I'm sure those are some great moments for you where Uh, you get to find out just what an impact you've personally had on their lives.
3: Yes. It's my favorite part, getting to hug them and see them and, you know, talk to them. It's my favorite.
0: Awesome. How was it for you when you went to drop off an iPad at the hospital for Apple a day?
3: It was magical. It was so incredible because you, I mean, you hear about it, Mm. but until you're in that room and you see the family. And you see the child just smiling despite everything that's happening. It puts things in a perspective. And as soon as I did it, I was like, I want to keep doing this. And so, you know, I did a little thing on my page because I was so moved. And I plan on continuing um, to help Apple a day. I have a special place in my heart for Apple a day after that trip with Phoebe.
2: It's amazing. It's uh, to have... That kid experience the most brief, fleeting moment of happiness, knowing that people care about him mm-hmm. or her, is uh, is immeasurable. And if you want to get Tiffany's entire story, uh, Seth's wife Phoebe has a podcast called "She Is" with Micah yes. and uh, Tiffany. Was a uh, was a guest on that, and uh, and her story is unreal. I was
0: in I was on a hammock listening to that in the park one day. It was beautiful, and then <laughs> Tiffany was talking about how she tried to kill herself in jail, and how the the cops interrupted. And I was like, okay, I gotta I got I gotta go somewhere because I, like, I am I, this is I can't hear this right now. Yeah.
3: I loved doing Phoebe's. Co- fo- podcast, because she was asking me questions that nobody asked, and it was a nice change. I really enjoyed it. Seven
2: two seven five seven nine one zero two five.
3: Yeah, uh, she
0: was really proud of that. When we were editing it, she would play over. Oh, I, that, I, people don't ask me that question. She's like, look, Tiffany likes my questions. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Gravel Live, who are you? I oh, don't know. From the 86- 860... Hi, what can we do for
2: you, ma'am?
1: Hi, this is Tiffany. I'm calling to say uh, her story is exactly the same as mine. I went to prison, or jail for 23 felonies for stealing pawn shops and i just want to say thank you for your your support and just everything you do for everybody man
2: I just, who, me or t- Tiffany? I don't me. know who to t- take credit. T- I think be. I'm pretty sure she means me. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure she meant me. You met me, ma'am. You don't mean Tiffany. You only like her because she's got your they name. to you. Every day. Oh, every you. day. Appreciate that. Well, no, she's inspirational. I don't know if you've seen her blog, Juggling the Jenkins, but you really should because she blends comedy with real life observations, and uh, I, I guarantee you there is relevance to damn near everybody's life, in that male or female.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Everything she said, I mean the C D situation, everything. I mean, I've been through stuff like that. It's,
2: you <laughs> it traded CDs insane. for drugs too.
1: Yeah, basically yeah. Everything for drugs everything. Well hell yeah. Um but yeah, I got pregnant, got put in jail, I was pregnant in jail. And that's what changed my life. Yeah. Mm.
2: Well good. Well I Sorry. mean some people have to hit that rock bottom before they can uh before they can uh you know, learn how to walk and run again. And I'm glad that you're uh, yeah. you're still alive, darling.
1: Me too. Me too. I got three wonderful girls, so... And my kid goes to see my two-year-old. She says, it's true, it's true.
2: <laughs> All right, three 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 wonderful girls, but how many crappy ones do you have? Be honest. You got, like, three or four uh, other
4: crappy girls. I always think that. Like, one I three one of them's girls. an asshole. The, the uh, 10-year-old's uh, an asshole. She's uh, an uh, asshole. Uh, uh, so. uh, okay. <laughs> He said that repeatedly. It took a weird oh. turn. Thanks, there. Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to give her backstage to the VIP meet and greet of Juggling the
0: Jenkins. Yeah, call Theater. up and trash your kids for free tickets. <laughs> Drew Graba Live, hello. She doubled down.
1: Oh, hi. I just wanted to say hi to Tiffany. I'm the mother of an addict, so Aww. I've been through this for going on 10 years, and Oof. my daughter finally got into recovery about seven months ago on the other coast of Florida, we're in Sarasota. And she yeah. went to the other coast and her life is amazing now, <sighs> just getting out of this town and changing everything Oh, I'm so happy her life. And I, and I, like it makes, God, it chokes me up because uh-huh. I used to be one of, I used to look at her and just say, stop, just mm. stop. And I didn't understand it. I was one of those people that just loathed, addiction and the yep. addicts and because we didn't like, understand I it right Like
2: you have no understanding and no no familiarity with it so it's real easy to judge those because we don't understand them until it comes into your life and then you go okay now how do i feel about it you know
1: i used to look at my daughter and scream in her face i wish you had never been born that's that probably helped to the point like <laughs> how low it just brings you it's, mm-hmm. it's
2: wow. unless you whoever not- lives out a lot of weird parents listening to You don't know and so you've <laughs> been in the middle able, of it. You but... were never born.
3: No, but it, it makes oh sense God. because the anger yeah. is so there. And so That's I true. totally get it. I'm so happy that um, your daughter's doing better. That makes me really You're happy. You're so inspirational.
1: Uh-huh. Like it, I, I hope that people get from where you have been to where you are now that mm that can be them. I tell my daughter that all the time. I'm just like look at look at where you were a year ago. A year ago we were talking about it last Super Bowl she came home convinced somebody was hiding in her trunk. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yes. I mean just insane. It, it was just insane, and now I just. Have you say, checked the trunk? Because a, a lot of times
2: felt. we want to say, you know, for sure there wasn't somebody in there. I'm just saying you might want to go have a look. There's out. a dead midget in your trunk. We checked. Uh, thank you, we though. Checked. Listen, uh, get your daughter off the other coast as soon as possible, too. Once she gets through rehab, you don't want her near Cocoa, Melbourne, Indian Atlantic, any of that. Bring her back over to this, the good side of Florida. And congratulations no, to you. No, she's
1: in. She's in Port St. Lucie, and there's a really big recovery. Okay, that's fine. A really big recovery,
3: yeah. There. So she's doing good. But Tiffany, keep up the good work, and mm. thank you for everything you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. What a sweetheart.
0: I feel like yeah. the, the last two calls are just the peak inside the VIP line to meet Tiffany after the show. <laughs> or, do you have people to, like, usher? When they're like, I love you so much, or inspiration, Do you have people that kind of, like, usher them along so you can meet everybody? They
3: have to only because I will sit there and talk to them yeah. all day. Yeah, I'm not sure. good at ending conversations. I'm super awkward. <laughs> what do you do f- when
4: you go on tour? Are you taking any of the family? It looks like it's like kind of three dates at a time, but are you, how's the going away been? Like as far as leaving your family, who do you take with you?
3: Um, None of them they all stay behind with pops um and my sister comes with me though because um i am codependent so (laughs) yeah but yeah she
2: helps you pick out the road d out there in the audience i wasn't
3: gonna say him 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 and him (laughs) all
0: that road d in wichita right
3: (laughs) (laughs) after the show nobody wants any of this (laughs) true
2: True grab alive hello we're with tiffany tiffany jenkins of juggling the jenkins hi there
1: Hi, I absolutely love Tiffany and Me I've been too. following her for actually for two years now and I'm so grateful that she posts the real mom stuff because now that we're adopting my great five-year-old niece because mm. my my actual niece uh, had to give her up because of drugs, mm. it just brings it all home all over again and so I'm glad she gets the word out that recovery does happen and... Life does go on and she just, it, I just enjoy all of her videos and Good. I'm just so glad she does what she does. Awesome. Thank you, oh, young lady. Appreciate you your so call. Much. So keep doing it, Tiffany. Thank you. Oh, I right. will. So
2: positive. Next lady. Drew grab Live, hello. Yeah, we're the ushers. <laughs> yeah. Let's move it along. Have your book open to the title page so she may sign it. Tell me how great I am. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look Miss Jenkins in the eye. Uh, Drew grab Live, who are you?
0: How you doing,
2: Drew? I'm Brian. Hey, Brian, what's up, bud? Here we go. Here's what runs. I'm scared.
0: Out. I just want to ask her. I um, mm-hmm. I went down the kind of like the same road. I didn't know if she like. Whenever she stopped, it was like cold turkey or maybe like went down the methadone or suboxone route. Or, Great or, question. Or, I'm Real, still trying to deal with that. Yeah, so. man.
2: Real good question. Tiffany.
3: Yeah. So me personally, I was in jail initially, so I had no access. And I knew that if I was given access after I left that I would go right back to where I was. So I made the decision to go directly from jail to a rehabilitation program. Mm. Um, I didn't do any kind of um, medical assisted withdrawal. Um because it was not an option. Um, and rehab was crucial because it allowed me to look inward for the first time and try to figure out, get to the root of the problem instead of just putting a Band-Aid on it. And so that's where the healing began for me.
2: So appreciate you, man. Thanks. You're strong enough to get through it, dude. You know yes, that.
3: Yes, if I can, anybody can, Thank for you. real.
2: Yep. Thanks. Thank you.
3: Drew Grab Live, hello.
4: How you doing today?
2: Good. How about you, sir?
4: Good, sir. Um, I just want to say congratulations for the woman I was speaking, and I just have a question. Uh-oh. In like Portugal and Spain, where they have completely legalized all drugs, mm. um, when they arrest you for drugs or whatever, they just offer you a treatment program and whatever, and they say that their uh, crime rate in drugs has dropped. That's what they say. What What do you think about that?
2: Tiffany, should we legalize all drugs like Portugal and Spain?
3: Oh, I don't know. (laughs) That is a big question. I didn't even know that it was legal over there at all. I don't think
2: that's true. I think it's a commonly held misconception. I don't think they're all legal. I think Portugal maybe.
3: I understand where crime comes in. Right. Because it's so secretive and it's not readily available, but I, you know, I don't recommend everybody legally getting addicted to no. things. It's not fun.
2: No, addiction, uh, no kind of party. It, it, when it ceases to become something you do for enjoyment and it starts to become something you do because you feel like you have to do it, yep. that's no fun for anybody. True yeah. Global Live, hello, you're with Tiffany Jenkins, Juggling the Jenkins.
1: Hey, Tiffany. Um, I just wanted to say, first of all, Drew, I listen to you every day. I love the show. Thank you. Um, Moving along. I I didn't know you would be on today, and today marks four days sober for me. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I mean, it's hard. It's the hardest thing I've ever done, and I have to say, um, it was between, I had a long day at work, and it was between, you know... Going home and getting drunk or going to AA, and I was like, oh, you know, what's, what's one day? It's been four. I deserve it. But after mm. listening to this on the radio unexpectedly, I think I'm going to hit up that AA meeting.
3: Oh, yes, girl. Wow.
2: You know, sometimes the universe <laughs> throws things into our lap when we don't even know that we need them. Wow. And today was a day that you were struggling, and you very easily could have... You know Diverted your path From sobriety But because you happen To be listening To this radio program Thank you for that By the way We happen to have Tiffany Jenkins on You realize now That you're strong enough To get past this Tomorrow's gonna be Five days sober The next day will be six Mm -hmm. And before you know it It'll be twenty Freaking twenty-five And you'll wonder How you ever had a drink In the first place
3: Yes I can't wait for
2: that Good Well Aww. anytime you uh, You feel a little uh, Tempted or whatever On your way home We're here every afternoon So you call I had an entire Dry January I'm planning on making A dry February March April May June So I'm right there With you darling I appreciate your call
3: Yes yeah, so much Keep awesome. going thank you Tiffany Thank, thank you. you
2: Four days I mean it all starts With something
3: Yes and every minute Of H-E double hockey sticks She goes through now Is a minute she never Has to go through again Correct Oh, I, I keep getting chills Every five Good. seconds oh, man
0: Do you have any anybody- Answering your social media for you yet? Because, oh, I cannot. It's I'm exhausted for you at this point. Imagine all these people
2: messaging you all day.
3: No, I'm so grateful, and you know what it is? It's because I might be the first person that they see that is having fun because they get an inside look into my life. So it's like this girl is where I was, and now look at her. She's laughing. She has a family, and so um, they feel compelled to reach out. And I am so grateful. And I just I take my time getting back to them, but every message means the world.
2: Well, you're in this place for a reason. You're a hell of a woman. You're a story of survival, and you're an
0: inspiration. What's the guest list looking like for your show at the Tampa Theater?
3: What's a guest list? A guest
0: list is people that don't want to pay, that feel like they are close enough yeah, to ask you for a free for ticket. Free, yeah.
3: Oh, I don't respond to
2: those. Okay. Seeing us. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> perfect. perfect. Uh, Tampa <laughs> Theater.org, Tiffany Jenkins live Sunday, March twenty fourth. Get your tickets now. She's a heck of a young lady. I'm proud to know you. So proud of your progress. Thank you. Thank oh. you for being here. This
3: was so cool. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Coolest part
2: of my day. When we come back, we've all we've been all over uh, Governor Ron DeSantis' jock for the good things that he's done while he's been in office. And guess what? He did it again today for our kids. Ronnie D, baby. He did it for our Florida school kids, and you'll find out. Another reason to love our new governor, next on Drew Garabo Live, another reason to love yourself in the bedroom, John, especially if you've been letting ED and PE get in your way, is to call our friends over there at Prestige Men's Medical Center.
4: Our friends at Prestige Men's Medical Center are experiencing a 98% success rate. If the old drugs like Viagra, Cialis, or the Vitra have let you down, Prestige Men's Medical Center can help. They offer custom blended medications designed to fit your needs. There's no pain, no surgery and it doesn't matter how old you are or if you have high diabetes, blood pressure, prostate issues, it's not a it's not a problem. Guys are lasting 30, 60, 90 minutes or longer, and it's saving relationships.
2: Gang high diabetes again two days in a row. Like John said, it doesn't matter if you're old like me or young like him. You can last longer in the bedroom. Why suffer from ED, PE, or high diabetes? See results on your first visit, guaranteed, or you pay nothing. Call Prestige Men's Medical Center today, 813-670-3320. That's 813-670-3320. Call now. and tell them John and Drew from The Bone sent you.